Dark Sky Ecotourism Podcast. I'm Tony Johnston, your host for this episode. I'm a passionate dark sky advocate and I live in the Irish Midlands where I work for the Technological University of the Shannon. I'm joined today by Miss Sarah Morgan, who is Programme Manager for the Midlands Regional Enterprise Plan, which covers the counties of Leash, Longford, Offaly and Westmeath. And also by Miss Regina Dunn, who's the Tourism Development Executive for Leash Tourism. And a very warm welcome to you both. We're going to have a chat today about dark sky ecotourism and the potential for developing this form of tourism in our region. But first, Sarah, before I start the conversation about dark sky ecotourism, would you like to open the conversation by introducing the general tourism product in the Midlands to our listeners? Uh, thank you very much, Tony, and it's, I'm delighted to contribute to your podcast. Um, the Midlands region, as you said, consists of four counties of Leash, Longford, Offaly and Westmeath. We're a predominantly rural region. Um, we have a population of close on 300,000 people and our population density is very low. So typically our offering in, in terms of the tourism side is really um, looking at getting in touch with nature, um, we've got lots of canals, greenways, walkways, blueways in the region, but so too we've lots of worked out peatland areas um, that were formerly harvested, and we also have um, the Sheep Bloom Mountains uh, within the region. So we've a lot of water-based activities. Um, we also have mountain biking, um, mountain walking. And there, there's also an opportunity to participate in on-water activities, both night, night kayaking as well, um, but also daytime. Uh, in terms of the main visitors to our region, we also have a large number who of the culturally curious category who visit our region. We have a lot of um, castles, gardens and domains within the region. We have a large offering in terms of heritage uh, within the region. And um, most of the listeners may be most familiar with Clumnac Noise, which is the number one tourist attraction within the region. So we've got something for everybody uh, within the region, but I suppose over the last number of years, we've had a number of products developed uh, within the region, which concentrate on escaping and getting in touch with nature. Uh, predominantly the, the Schlieflum mountain bike trail falls into that category but also in terms of the the greenways that, that have been developed and that are planned uh, for our region and um, so that just gives you a flavor of, of what the offering is that's a great overview of all the the rich uh, and diverse uh, attractions in in the in the midlands area and what 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 are the specifics in in leash uh, regina that you would point towards as being appealing for for visitors um, thanks for inviting us on to talk about Leash, Tony. So as Sarah mentioned, there's a lot of key locations. Um, one of our key attractions is the Sleep Blue Mountains and the Mountain Bike Range. And we'll be looking forward to the state-of-the-art Mountain Bike Centre now in the next um, couple of years. And again, as Sarah mentioned, the culture curious. We have a lot of heritage here in Leash. Um, some of the oldest monasteries in the country and the Book of Leinster was written in Leash and so on. And then from the outdoor activities with the fantastic Blue Way developed out at Vickerstown, where we see 34% of the footfall along that whole barrel Blue Way, which is fantastic. And there's a lot more scope of development of that site from a tourism perspective, and especially around the dark skies um, tourism perspective as well. There's a group has started to do nighttime kayaking and it was booked out within minutes. 
um, sites like the Abbey Leaks Bog Project as well. Fantastic for dark skies tourism. And I suppose we're seeing a lot of growth around that outdoor and one of our key branding tags is to discover. Um, you're welcome to discover, you're welcome to explore. And we have a lot of spaces in Leash to be able to do that, especially in relation to dark skies and nighttime tourism. So, I mean, you're pointing towards many different opportunities um, uh, in Leash and, and more broadly across the Midlands, uh, Sarah, for dark sky ecotourism development there. You've mentioned rivers, uh, forestry, um, uh, bog land that's going through restoration and so on. So there's plenty of space for it, but you both work um, in influential roles, which can help to, to craft policy and to influence businesses and so on to, to get involved. Are you seeing much interest on, on the ground from potential businesses to get involved in this, this uh, sector, Regina? Yeah, I just recently held a workshop with the Leash PPN groups. Um, that's the public participation network around the upcoming Just Transition Fund and the potentials for groups like that to perhaps put in some applications for funding. And as some of the ideas come out, coming from that, um, or maybe community cafes um, and low carbon accommodation was one of the biggest ones. And I suppose for the development of tourism and leash accommodation is key as well. And the groups are really interested in getting together and working together and collaborating with the likes of their local tidy towns and so on. So that willingness and drive to collaborate is really key as well um, to drive in policy and change too. Yeah, and we, we've seen over the last couple of years how successful this initiative has been in, in County Mayo with the, uh, the the Dark Sky Park in Ballycroy and also in um, in uh, County Kerry with the work that the, that they've done in, um, in Bon Skelligs. Uh, do you think that we can reach this sort of potential in the Midlands, Sarah? Is it, is it possible for us to become a, a world-renowned Dark Sky uh, location in future? Um, I, I think Ballycroy is a fabulous example of what can be achieved within a predominantly rural location. Um, you know, they have developed the Dark Skies offering as an out-of-season activity. Um, you know, they've had a, a number of conferences, international events, um, where you've seen bed nights for maybe up to 300 bed nights over a, a period of a number of days with visitors attending from all over the world. So it, it's not only is it an add-on to the existing attractions in an area, it also has the potential to be grown as an out-of-season activity. So in, in terms of the people that you would be attracting um, where you're offering it as an add-on service or an, an, an authentic experience, um, you know, it, it aligns very well with the culturally curious, but also with those who, who want the more adventurous experience um, because it's a new thing. Um, people are always curious uh, to go along and see what it is, but also it is a niche tourism offering uh, to have that and you would have niche interest groups um, to, to come so whether it's science it, it's an offering that can grow the tourism base it can be an add-on for what's already within the region and um, you know the topography of the region really lends itself well in, ter in terms of putting telescopes in, in place to, to view the night skies but also you know there are many examples 
that can be drawn upon. And I suppose my favourite one is probably with Brecon Beacons because they to have a mountain bike trail, but they also have an observatory um, looking at the dark skies. So it, it's a case in point and an example that has worked very, very well. They've grown their tourism share from that and increased the dwell time in the area arising from that. Um, and also in Northumberland, they, they've had great success uh, in terms of you know how they started out. Um, over 25 years ago to, to what they have today and, and the level of tourism um, that it's generating and the socioeconomic impact within the area uh, is vast at this stage and, and they have a number of permanent staff in place at their observatory. So there is the, the potential for rural community groups um, to come together to really think about how they can support the development of dark skies in the area, like simple things like offering um, flask as you go out to look at the dark skies or even you know late breakfast in the morning they're all slight tweaks uh, that can be made but that can enhance the visitor experience and we all know a, a good visitor experience travels well uh, in terms of word by word of mouth and we certainly would think that we are well placed to develop it right across the Midlands. There are a number of sites that have the potential to be developed uh, as dark sky locations. And again, in, in Brecon Beacons, they have identified 10 um, discovery sites um, where you can set up a, a telescope and, and view the dark skies. So th that's something, you know, that we have the potential to replicate here in the Midlands. Yeah, so you've thrown lots of ingredients into the mix there about community values, um, about uh, physical geography, uh, about infrastructure, um, investment, policy, and so on. And I, I think for a region to really succeed with this, they need to have um, a healthy balance of all of those ingredients uh, coming in. But I was struck by one, one comment you made there as well about it being a niche form of tourism and, and a new form of tourism, which is probably a very fair statement given the... Uh, proliferation of light pollution uh, around the world and, and how the dark sky is becoming a precious commodity which we have to preserve but of course uh, in the midlands it's 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 also a very old form of of tourism with the the heritage of the telescope in, in burr uh, as well you might you might want to say a few words to the listeners about about the heritage of the telescope in burr um, um well burr castle and domain is home to um the telescope that was developed um, by Parsons in the 1800s. Um, it was the first light um, glass telescope um, in the area and they've developed a, a large scientific tourism offering on, on the back of that. Uh, and most recently they have also become home to the international uh, loafer. So the iLoafer, it's part of the international um, array of, of telescopes right across the globe um, and it's operational in Burr uh, domain as well. Um, so in terms of scientific interest and affiliation with the region we, we have a global awareness um, of the region in that sense and in terms of the designation of, of dark skies or the development of dark sky sites uh, throughout the Midlands it will add to the offering um, of the Midlands region. Yeah so I mean it's it's clearly a, a, a big part of the fabric of the the heritage of the, of the Midlands region um, but I, I think when we talk about the geography of the region we have the the Shannon and the canals, we have the, 
the boglands, we have forestry, we have the, the wonderful sleep blooms, of course. There, there's a huge potential in our region for a more activity-based, physical activity-based uh, form of tourism here as well, I think. Um, and I think some of the opportunities, Regina, that you mentioned in in, uh, in Leash are certainly there to be exploited. So you, you talked about the nighttime kayaking, um, having having a, a good response from, from consumers. What other opportunities would you see for development uh, in the region with a physical activity um, slant to them? Um, in the past week alone, with the Strawberry Moon, Darianne's Lakes held, a uh, group out in Darianne's held um, nighttime yoga, and it was packed. I don't think I've ever seen so many people together at Darianne's Lakes, and that was at moonlight. Um, the potential, and when we talk about dark skies at nighttime, it doesn't have to be midnight, it could be a 4am jog. Um, the park run at Vickerstown had 103 people last Saturday morning. Who's to say we couldn't do one at 3 or 4 a.m.? And over the past few years, we've seen at the Rockton Maze, we've done a summer and winter solstice kind of gathering where we kind of just have a bit of poetry, a bit of food and a bit of music. And I, I know when we first started that, there was a group of probably 10 of us that's grown to about 30 to 40 people over the past few years. So there's, a, I suppose, a drive there for different act, different types of activities. And the list of activities is just guided by you. what you want to do. It's limitless. You know, there's no reason why we couldn't do a bit of moonlight creative writing or um, a bit of kayak. And it doesn't have to be physical activity. It could be a bit of poetry at nighttime and so on. Um, so that list really is limitless to what you would um, want to do, you know. And I suppose there is a drive there from people to want to do that too. So it's nice to see that. And as that's key to the development of dark skies tourism. There's no point one person driving it as well you need the groups already doing it there and the activities in place and a, a, a kind of a support system developed out of that then as well to keep them going keep the projects developed and more ideas coming on board yeah and, and you're right to highlight the breadth of activities since since i started working on this project i've been um, contacted by um people ranging from um hoteliers to physical activity providers to most recently by uh, some artists who who want to make uh, various pieces on uh, light pollution, ranging from um, stop motion animation to uh, sculptures uh, to uh, charcoal drawings. So there, there's a there's a really strong interest in it. I suppose one aspect that I haven't really touched on much in the podcast uh, yet today was on the ecotourism element of of what we do with this project. We're, we're very much focused on uh, preserving the value of the night sky for not just the benefit of tourism, but for the benefit of, of the, the ecology. And there's a really rich ecology in, in the region as well. Um, of course, with, you know, interesting flora and fauna um, throughout all of the, the, the Midlands region, particularly in relation to the, the, the geography that I just discussed of, of rivers and, and bog and, um, and beautiful mountains. Uh, what can you say about the tourist interest in in, in wildlife um, and in, in plant life in, in the region? Has there been much exploitation of that uh, in Leash, for example, uh, Regina? So, you know, any any particular um, initiatives pointing towards preservation of, of different native species, for example? I suppose one of the key projects that comes to mind is the Abbey Leaks Bog Project, and that's 
been running for about 20 years now, but the development of it is um, getting stronger and stronger year on year. And more people are starting to recognize the project um, as a key driver of ecotourism as well. Um, you can walk down the boardwalk and kind of see plant life that you wouldn't see anywhere else. And key to that is uh, education as well. Like I can walk down that and not know what I'm seeing. So key to ecotourism around that is education people what they are seeing. Um, so yeah, I believe probably would be one of the key ones mm -hmm. in Leash as well. Um, and there's a photographer who does amazing work around that as well. Tina Claffey's photography is one of the, fantastic at educating and it, I suppose in Le you've Leash and then you've a, a few of the bogs in Offaly as well Clara Bog and so on so um there's I suppose that's going to be the Just Transition function is really going to help that as well and development of those sites and letting people know the importance of preserving sites like that as well and there is a growth in interest for people wanting to preserve um our, heri our heritage our um sorry, biodiversity and so on as well. And I suppose the implementation of biodiversity offices around the county will also support the tourism element of that too. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it's always been an area that's, that's uh, had, had beautiful, rich uh, farmland as well. And um, of course, development of this form of ecotourism probably presents an opportunity for rural landowners and, and farmers as well uh, to create off-season off, um, activities through, through bed and breakfasts or through... Um, provision of space or, or provision of opportunities, for example, for for engaging with some of the the ecology and, and rich biodiversity in in the region. Um, I think we'll we'll probably wrap up the podcast at that. I might just ask Sarah to come in with any final comments on on. I suppose, Sarah, what would you in five years or ten years time? What would the ideal dark sky landscape look like in in the Midlands? What would we have achieved? Uh, in terms of developing this form of tourism for Longford Leash, Offaly and Westmead? Oh, it would be wonderful to think we had um, International Dark Skies designation for the whole of the region, that we had a number of discovery sites identified, that they're adequately signed, that we have a thriving um, nighttime economy for our rural areas surrounding events, that possibly we're hosting our first, and given that it's five years, that we'd be hosting our first international uh, conference, looking at dark skies, telling our story of development, um, linking in with um, the biodiversity officers uh, within the local authorities, working with the landowners um, of the sites that have been identified, uh, and working with uh, strategic partners such as um, the OPW, Borden Amona, uh, Waterways Ireland, Birdwatch Ireland, um, but also, you know, telling our story that there, there's more to discover in, in the Midlands and that you can continue that right into the nighttime. Um, and also in, in terms of the education side, that a number of edutainment activities have been developed for the younger children um, within our region um, so that they are 
grasping and developing more about the importance for the sustainable development of our region and an appreciation of the biodiversity within it, um, but also promoting and, and instilling in them an, a desire to learn more about STEM subjects, um, but also having an appreciation of where we live and a desire to protect it. Thanks very much, Sarah. Um, and thanks very much, Regina. Uh, wonderful comments, really rich discussion there. And you've you've presented your your uh, your, your wonderful county of Leash and, and the, the broader um, region of the Midlands really superbly there. I'm sure visitors um, and, and people listening to this will be really enticed to, to come and visit and and hopefully do so in a sustainable way that contributes to the to the sensitive and, and rich um, biodiversity and ecosystem uh, of, of the region. So thanks very much. Thank you.